When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, I mean, there's news left and right. I didn't even know when to record this next podcast or when not to record it. Uh, the The goal of this next podcast has to be about the quarterback market, what the Saints were going to do at quarterback, and what everyone else has been doing at the with the quarterback position. But I mean, every time I try to record, there's something else uh, happening. Something else about to happen. And I feel like at any moment we could see another trade or another, I don't know. But, I mean, so far it's been crazy. And to say the least, I thought the fireworks weren't going to be starting till like later this week, maybe even the weekend. Uh, the tampering period doesn't even start till the 14th and free agency starts on the 16th. So I thought maybe these trades would go down after free agency once they know their team is structured. Um and, and there's been some trades that I thought would happen and some trades that I had no idea were going to happen and they happened. So this past Tuesday was one of the most wild days, uh, almost in NFL history, but just in, in the NFL these past few years, um, all, all the questions about Aaron Rodgers um, in the morning, he answered all those on the Pat McAfee show, uh, texted Pat and was like, hey, I'm coming back to the Packers. Uh, there's some rumors about him signing a, a big ter- big long-term $200 million deal, and he said so far he hasn't signed anything yet, but uh, Aaron Rodgers back to the Packers. The Packers later than franchise tag Devontae Adams because the, the money that they saved from pushing the money down the road. Um, so just from that alone, that one move, Aaron Rodgers saying, I'm coming back to Green Bay, it started all these domino effects. All the teams crossed off Aaron Rodgers off the top of their list, I'm sure, um, a lot of teams thought they'd had a chance at him, uh, one being the Broncos. So all these things started to happen because that first domino fell. So then Devontae Adams hits the franchise tag. And then the Denver Broncos have to panic for a quarterback, but they end up getting a really good deal. And these other teams are trading for their quarterbacks, tr- uh, releasing their players, just all these different things. Um, the poor NFC North thought they maybe could get free and uh, – Maybe have some success, but still, Aaron Rodgers is here to stay. At least for the next year, he's going to be a Packer. And with him staying, Jordan Love is going to be traded. I mean, I'd be really surprised if he stays, if they go past the offseason with him on the roster still. I don't necessarily think it was a bad pick or a 
a wasted pick. It was, I mean, you have a 37-year-old quarterback. You draft a quarterback. That's smart. That's what teams should be doing. So when you're in a situation like the Saints, you're not scrambling to find a quarterback. I mean, so now that makes Jordan Love available, and he'll probably get traded at some point, maybe for like a second or third round pick. Um, is he an option for the Saints? I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe option three or four, but he's definitely not option one. Um, the next domino, obviously, the the trade of the freaking decade with the Denver Broncos and uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um I always kind of thought Russell Wilson was going to get traded, but the vibes I got recently were maybe he'll stay for another year or two and kind of figure it out. But it, at the end of the day, that roster wasn't good. They didn't really have any first-round picks because of the Jamal Adams trade. Um, they weren't in a really good spot, honestly. Uh, Russell Wilson wasn't pushing for a way out, but he was kind of leaving it in the hands of the Seahawks. Like, if you get a good deal, uh, I don't mind being traded elsewhere. He did say that his only team he wanted to go to was Denver I mean, I call that cap, but I mean, good deal for both teams. Seattle gets Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, uh, Noah Fant, and three first-round picks, I believe, or two, um, something of that nature. But it was it was a ton. And if if I if I were the Saints, of course I would do the deal. But you'd have to really think about the ramifications that would go along with it. If you can get Russell Wilson, absolutely, yeah, you can do it. But for the deal that Denver got, I I doubt it would have costed that much. I think it would cost more for the Saints. Uh, Seattle was saying pu- publicly, honestly, that they didn't want to trade Russell to the NFC, which is smart. Uh, you don't want to be trading your superstar to a conference that you're going to be competing against. Uh, you'll be competing with them for the next four or five years, honestly. So a uh, smart move to take them out of the AFC. You have a guy in Drew Locke that can be a bridge quarterback if you want to draft someone. Um, it says that, uh, People are saying they like Deshaun Watson. So, I mean... Really good deal for both teams. Kind of bummed that he isn't a Saint, but it always seemed like a long shot just because of the, the things the Saints are going through right now. Not a ton of draft capital. Denver has a shit ton of draft picks, and uh, just made sense for them cap-wise too. They actually saved money with the deal. So, I mean, good deal for Denver. But that just uh, – it was another domino that fell because the Commanders threw a stupid trade offer at Seattle, just multiple picks, multiple second-round picks. Uh, Chase Young was rumored to be in there, other players, and just so much. But Seattle's like, nope, we're not trading to the NFC. And I doubt that Russell Wilson would trade his or waive his no-trade clause to go to Washington anyways. So then the commanders, they go out and do a deal that really scratched a lot of NFL fans' heads. They go get Carson Wentz. And, I mean... If I was a Washington Commander fan, I'd be pretty bummed right now because you have a superstar in Terry McLaren, and this might be his best quarterback he's had in Washington, and that's not saying a lot. Uh, this probably is their best quarterback since Kirk Cousins or RG3's rookie year, but it's just been a quarterback carousel for them. It didn't work out in Indianapolis, and that was a really good situation, and it's still going to be a good situation moving forward for the next quarterback. Uh, Frank Wright pushed really hard to get Carson Wentz to Indianapolis, who, I mean, he played for in Philadelphia. Uh, and they're just saying now that Frank Wright literally had to go apologize to Jim Irsay, but saying, sorry, this this didn't work out. It was my fault. I, I shouldn't have tried to bring him in. And that, I mean, that's his guy. Carson Wentz was his guy. Um, they traded two uh, third-round picks, one this year, one next year, for Carson Wentz and are taking on his entire salary. So, W trade for the Colts. For the commanders, I'm just glad it's not my situation. I'm, I mean, I'm glad. 
Um, we're going to get to the Saints quarterback situation in a second, but just there's so much going on and all these rumors and news. Tyron Matthew, we'll get into that. Not this episode, but maybe later on. Uh, Seahawks releasing Bayou Wagner as well. Um, but staying in the division, the quarterback position in the division for the, for the Saints, Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons. I mean, the Falcons at the current moment, probably the best quarterback outlook for this year, that being Matt Ryan, because it's definitely not the Bucks with Kyle Trask and uh, Blaine Gabbert. If, if that's their starting quarterback room, fantastic. I love that. That is great for us because, that, that, I mean, that's not a very good room, honestly. And Kyle Trask might turn into something, but I mean, I'll have to see it to believe it. For the Panthers, this is where it gets really interesting. It's being reported by Jordan Schultz, who is a very reliable reporter out there, and he's hit on a ton of things. He actually was the first one to say that uh, Russell Wilson's preferences were Seattle or uh, Denver and New Orleans, and he ended up hitting on Denver. So good for him. He is saying that the Panthers' number one priority this offseason is to get Deshaun Watson. Now, think about that. Their number one priority is to get a quarterback who is the leader of your franchise, leader of your team, and is going to be the face of your franchise. Their number one priority is getting a guy that has 22 civil lawsuits against him, or whatever you call that, 22 cases of pretty much sexual assault. I mean, it's just pretty wild. And if it was an option for them, great. If if they get him, good for Carolina. But if he is your number one not just option, your number one priority, your goal of the offseason is to get this guy. I think you got to rethink your priorities. If you don't get him, what do you do? You go back to Sam Donald. That's a big jump right there from Deshaun Watson to Sam Donald on a football standpoint. That's a big drop. So do I think the Panthers are going to get Deshaun Watson? I mean, I, I, I really don't know. I thought if a team was going to trade a decent package for Deshaun Watson. It was going to be the commanders just because, I mean, they already got so much shit going on in that building. What's 22 more cases for them? Honestly, they have much worse going on in their facility. Uh, Dan Snyder's on a huge fire, and he's one of the just the douchebag general managers out there that I think would make the deal for a guy like Deshaun Watson. Now that they have their quarterback in Carson Wentz, it's like, where is Deshaun Watson going to go? The main thing is he's not going to go anywhere till they figure out this this court thing and jury and what ends up happening with Deshaun Watson. Nothing was going to happen till he figures this crap out. And now enough about the random quarterbacks in the league. Uh, there is some Saints quarterback news, a little bit from Jen Slater, who covers the NFL pretty much for the Cowboys and Saints. She's got the sources with those people. She tweets in Saints news quarterback Jameis Winston still at the top of their list. The draft and a guy like Kenny Pickett could also be a guy that they end up going with. Um, this tweet's worded really weird. I'll just read the tweet and then kind of explain it. In Saints quarterback news, quarterback Jameis Winston still at the top of the list. The draft and a guy like Kenny Pickett. Deshaun Watson, but like every team, still monitoring the legal process. And a wild card I brought up last year, wait for it, Mitch Trubisky. Now, Matt, that's a mouthful. I mean, I think she could have added some commas in there somewhere, but... The main thing is, top of the list is still Jameis Winston, which is good, and I agree with that. At this given point, you bring back Jameis. For me personally, this whole offseason, it was you get Russell Wilson or you bring back Jameis Winston. And we've hit that point where it's just bring back Jameis Winston. 
bring him home. And the other part was they go into the draft, get a guy like Kenny Pickett who maybe could start year one for you. Uh, wouldn't be an ideal situation for me personally, but she's saying that that is an option that they're thinking about. And, of course, I mean, this kind of came out of the blue where they said uh, they're monitoring the Deshaun Watson situation. I never thought that they'd be in the conversation uh, with Deshaun Watson and with everything going on. And this could mean they're just one of the many teams, many of the 25 teams, just monitoring what's going on. This doesn't mean they have serious interest. It doesn't mean that they're going to try and get him. It could mean that, but it just means that they're monitoring the process right now. I mean, at a football standpoint, Deshaun Watson probably would have been one of the top quarterbacks available right now. And I'd be surprised if he wasn't even traded last year if he didn't have all his crap going on. He's that talented. And we all remember last time the Saints played him. It was one of the best games uh, in the Dome ever, honestly. So um, the Saints will be monitoring his situation. But let's kind of go over the best options for the Saints. And this isn't going to be what I think they're going to do. It's what I would do personally. Now, to start off on the list, just last podcast, I was talking about how the quarterback market will be pretty dry. That just got flipped on its head. The fact that Russell Wilson got dealt was crazy. That that opens holes of quarterbacks elsewhere. It fills quarterback holes in a different place. But the fact is, the AFC quarterbacks are at an elite tier right now. I mean, one of the best AFC group of quarterbacks of all time, honestly. And that division that they're in with Russell, Justin Herbert, Mahomes, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in that division. And he might be one of the top 10 to 5 quarterbacks in the AFC all round, which is just crazy. So what that means is the Saints window, playoff window that is, has almost opened back up. The number of teams that are going to make the playoffs just based off of their quarterback situation has gone down a ton. Now, number one on my list, you bring back Jameis Winston. You keep your picks. You don't trade for anyone. You bring back Jameis. You see what he can do in year two being your starting quarterback because, I mean, he started off with promise. Um, I was liking what they were doing. It wasn't anything spectacular, but you look at the personnel. With what he had around him and the potential of missing more people, uh, he did a great job. And if you bring in an offense, more offensive players, more skill positions, uh, this right now they need three wide receivers. I mean, they only have Michael Thomas and Callaway on the roster at the at the at this given moment. So you need three wide receivers, uh, a tight end. You could use a running back. So molding this offense around Jameis Winston will be key. You're not going to bring back Jameis and bring back the pieces you had last year uh, in the wide receiver room. It didn't work. It w- it was ugly. And just the fact that you have Michael Thomas back is huge for Jameis Winston. I mean, it felt like at times this offense was missing just a rhythm piece. Can we just get a five or six yard pass and get the offense on schedule, get them in rhythm, keep them going? That's Michael Thomas. If you go into the draft needing a tackle or wide receiver, you can get one of those. I mean, there's tons of value uh, at both those positions in this draft. You could go get a guy like Chris Olave, Jamison Winston, uh, Jamison Williams. I think that'd pair really well next next to Michael Thomas. Um, it was being reported earlier that Mickey Loomis said they're going to go after the mid to tier middle 
low-end guys in free agency, and they're going to kind of look at the lower-end market wide receivers. So what that kind of tells me is they're not going to be looking at the middle-class guys and higher-class guys like Allen Robinson and things like that. They're going to be looking at more like the Jamison Crowders, uh, the Will Fullers, who are the generally the kind of wide receiver threes in offense. So that kind of tells me they might be trying to find that elite counterpart to Michael Thomas in the draft. But we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, Saints have never been big on paying wide receivers. I mean, we know that very well. Um, so maybe they just go get a lower end guy that can help like in the slot or just be that third option. Um, and they go get a guy in the draft that can help this offense. Um, that being said, Jimmy Swinson is the number one option right now, tomorrow, next week, and pretty much for the rest of this offseason. You bring back Jameis. If it's a multi-year deal, awesome. You always can move on from it if it doesn't work. Make it a team-friendly deal and a Jameis Winston-friendly deal. Add incentives. Add guarantees. Add uh, certain things that he can hit throughout the year to make him want to be back here. Because, remember, he first came here because of Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Both are gone. So, you do everything you can to bring him back. And with these quarterback, this quarterback carousel, I'm looking at teams who could potentially bring in Jameis. Pittsburgh could be a team that compete, could compete with you. Indianapolis now could like Jameis. The Commanders were threatening the Saints earlier. They were taking a good hard look at Jameis Winston. They make a trade for Carson Wentz and cross them off the list. So now there's like a handful of maybe five to six teams that could really make an offer for Jameis. I like those odds a lot more now than I did a week ago. Now this next one, it's a player plus something. And with this Jameis option too, we could do the same thing. And for this second option, I think the second best option for them currently is to sign Teddy Bridgewater, who is a free agent, who definitely isn't the player that he was last time he was in New Orleans, uh, just because of injuries and getting a little older. Teddy's getting a little older. Um, Teddy Bridgewater plus a draft pick. Who that draft pick would be, don't really know. But the guys I like, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, are top of my list. Don't really know who the top of the Saints list is, uh, but Jen Slater did say the Saints do like Kenny Pickett. So that could be something. I don't really care if he has eight and a half inch hands or not. I mean, combine, it matters, but it doesn't. Uh, Joe Burrow was said to have small hands, and I mean, look how he turned out. We all knew that was going to happen. But Kenny Pickett could be an option. Say somehow he falls 18 or they move up to get him or something. You roll Teddy Bridgewater for a year. Maybe even Kenny Pickett gets that job before the end of the season. It happens. It's happened before. Um, San Francisco did everything they could to keep Trey Lance off the field. I mean, Jimmy Jimmy G was playing good. He was playing fine. But the, the excitement of Trey Lance, we're probably going to see Jimmy traded any day now. Um, but I, I, I do like that option. I mean, it's not an option that uh, I think they'll end up doing, but it is, an, it is a option. If you want to draft a quarterback, absolutely do not expect him to start year one you can even sign Jameis again maybe a one or two year deal and you can go draft a quarterback to go get that long-term guy because I would like to have I think all Saints fans would like to have our next quarterback be the quarterback who's here for five to ten years so we don't have to keep worrying about this because I mean as a Saints fan I've the only thing I've ever known is Drew Brees and now all of a sudden there's being this quarterback carousel being like oh Jameis Winston might be the guy Teddy draft uh, Mitch Trubisky, all these different names. It's like, I don't like it. It's not fun. And I think all Saints fans 
and the Saints front office would like to get their guy so I can just move on and stop worrying about this. So number two, Teddy Bridgewater plus a draft pick. Make it happen. Now the rest of these are, I mean, all of these aren't really good options. I think Jameis is the best, honestly. But this next one, it, it is an, an option. And stuff that happens during the combine week, uh, there's some rumors, there's some buzz. And that is always usually true. And the Saints are usually always busy at the combine. So this might actually be more of a possibility than Teddy Bridgewater plus a draft pick. Um, Jeremy Fowler with ESPN reported that the Saints, uh, there was some buzz around the combine that the Saints were going to be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, what that means, I don't know. Interested, mutual interest, I don't know. The thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, he is, he's a good player. He's a good guy. And if they did trade for him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad, but I definitely wouldn't be ecstatic. I wouldn't be super happy. I would much prefer keep your draft pick that you have to send to them and just bring back Jameis. Uh, but if Jameis, you can't bring back Jameis, maybe this is an option. Now, what the San Francisco 49ers are going to be looking for, I, I don't know. Um, it, it sounded like earlier on the process is going to be like a first-round pick. Now he had this shoulder surgery that's going to keep him out 16 weeks without throwing a football. Um, so maybe that turns into a second or third-round pick or maybe even later just because he's not cheap either, cap-wise. So, that could be an option. I mean, this is going to be a defensive team run by a defensive head coach that wants a quarterback that's going to take care of the football um, and score points. And Jimmy's, Jimmy's done that. He's led a team to the Super Bowl that was a defensive-minded team that ran the football well, and that's what Dennis Allen wants to do. So, maybe Dennis Allen's like, yeah, I want Jimmy G. He's done it. He can do the bare minimum for you. His his floor is really high. His ceiling isn't that high, though. Um, maybe a guy like Jimmy is in the cards. It's not the prettiest option, uh, but he's an option for sure. And if it happened, I hope it wouldn't be for more than a second or third round pick. If it's more than that, might be bummed. But if they can get him for a third, fourth, fifth, I mean, why not? Try it. Um, definitely wouldn't be my first or second option, but it's definitely... Something to think about. Next up, these last three um, aren't ideal, and they're probably not likely either. So, next one I have up is Jordan Love. Now, the reason I put Jordan Love up here is because in his draft class, the Saints were actually pretty high on him. Obviously, didn't take him with the pick, but he was a guy they liked. So, if Green Bay is trying to swing him for a second or third round pick, maybe the Saints make the call. Maybe. He is a younger guy with a extremely high ceiling, uh, but his floor is a lot lower than a guy like Jameis or Jimmy Garoppolo. So, are you going to risk a guy being end up being a bust? And we haven't really seen him play at all, honestly. So, I mean, he played one game against Kansas City that was playing really good football at the time, and they just kind of blew Green Bay out of the water. So, could he be a guy that could come in and potentially turn into something? I don't know. It's something to think about. And it's, it's definitely an option out there. And if the price is not too expensive, why not? Honestly, he's a first-round talent quarterback. And the things he did at Utah State were pretty impressive. So if the Saints front office liked him uh, in his draft year, why not now? So definitely could be an option. Haven't really heard much about the suitors that Jordan Love could have. Uh, maybe the Colts make sense. I don't really know. We'll, we'll have to see about Jordan Love. Um, the next one, 
I mean, we have to mention it, Deshaun Watson. He's definitely a name out there that has been linked to teams. And if he figures his, his legal situation, he's going to go somewhere. Uh, he's too good of a player not to. He might go somewhere with the legal problems, and they figure out after that. It sounds like the Panthers really, really, really want him. So I, I'm not going to overpay for him. If, if it's multiple first-round picks, even if it's maybe a first-round pick, I don't think the Saints are going to do that. They have Gail Benson, the owner, and you have all these sexual assault cases against women. It's just not on the table for me. It doesn't make sense. Uh, for the Saints, maybe if he had none of these and the, the price wasn't going to be as high, uh, maybe. But I just don't think the Saints front office wants to mortgage their future for a quarterback at the time. Uh, I think they'd rather draft a guy and groom him and make him the next guy rather than trading your future to have a quarterback because there are going to be holes in this roster. Time and money, it's catching up to them a little bit. It's not the reason they're not going to bring back Marcus Williams or Tron Armstead. They just, they've just they always been stingy on their prices. They set the market. They're like, hey, we want to pay you this, ma- this much, and if you want a penny more, you're gone. And it sounds like that's going to happen with Marcus Williams. That's why we've been talking about Tyron Matthew being an option. And it might happen with Toronto Armstead as well. Uh, the Saints do have that $12.9 million dead cap hit if he leaves. Whether he's here or not, it's going to happen. And if you re-sign him, we talked about this earlier, you could push that money down the road and save money. But maybe the Saints are like, let's just get over it now. That's why I say let the Teddy Bridgewater option it too. Maybe they just suck in some money this year. They eat the dead cap. They stop pushing money down the road just for a second. And I'm not saying tank. I'm saying you just wait a second. You don't sign Toronto to a humongous deal. Maybe you draft a quarterback and you look for a tackle in free agency or the draft. Uh, this It's a deep tackle class, and there's tons of guys out there in free agency as well. James Hurst could be a guy that could step in and just be, he could be good for you. He's not going to be Pro Bowl level or an elite level guy, but when he filled in for him in the past, um, he did fine. The thing about Toronto Armstead is if you pay him big money, if you're pushing $12.9 million of dead money down the road, you want him to start every game. You want your left tackle to be there for your new quarterback every single game. And history has shown he hasn't been able to do that. It's been unlucky, but for the Saints, their philosophy is pushing money down the road. They'll make it work with the cap. They still haven't got under the cap this year, still $44 million over, so they'll still have to make some moves. To make moves with these guys, like for example, Andrews Pete, moving forward, they need him to play the whole season. He can't just be missing half the year, every single year from, from an injury. That's what kills them because they have money tied up in him, a player who isn't playing. So that is so tough for him. And if Tron Armstead gets pretty much outpriced, I don't like that word, if he's being outpriced out of New Orleans, it's going to happen. So Maybe you bring in a guy, my final option, my final name here, who has been uh, tossed around with the Saints here and there. I mean, I've seen a couple rumors about the Saints having some level of interest as Mitch Trubisky. For some reason, he has drawn a ton of interest, This is, and he will have a ton of interest coming into free agency. Uh, he's been a guy who went to a playoff game with the Bears. The Saints obviously beat them. He was in with the Bears for, what, four I want to say five years, an organization with Matt Nagy who didn't work out for them. Uh, Ryan Pace, who pretty much it was a burning fire the whole time he was there. 
an organization that didn't really have much help around them. Uh, so maybe he could turn into something. He sat a year behind Josh Allen, learned. The Bills said they loved him. Uh, the GM said, this is a guy that you want your daughter to marry. Uh, so maybe he goes out there. This is like the last option. If the Saints are just screwed, you go get Mitch Trubisky, draft quarterback. Maybe don't draft a quarterback. Look for a quarterback next year. But there's some options left on the open market. And there's going to be more guys than just, just this. But I think, I would say 90%, Jameis Winston's your quarterback next, next year. And that's not a bad thing. The only way he's not your quarterback next year is if you have a better option, which they don't at this given moment, or you get outbid by a lot. I think Jameis Winston being in New Orleans too. I think that's important to state that Jameis Winston loved New Orleans. He loved the city. And he's been, uh, there's been pictures leaked that he's in the city with flip-flops on and shorts and a t-shirt, buying stuff on Bourbon Street. So he's in New Orleans, and the only thing I'll say is let's just keep him there. Don't drag this thing out too long. Jason LaConfrania just uh, just reported, too, that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just had surgery successfully, um, and there's no deal imminent, but plenty of clubs probing around. Colts, Steelers, and Saints, teams to watch, could be something that heats up around the draft. So if you're waiting till the draft, which is, I think, 50 days away from today, if you're waiting 50 days to get your next quarterback and you get outbid, it's just not good. It's not a situation that would be down for. I think Jameis is your best option um, moving forward. And I think all Saints fans can agree. We all love Jameis. Whether it's a better option out there or not, he fits the culture. He loves the city. And I, I think he just deserves a second shot at this. Now, I finished this podcast without quarterback news, without NFL news, and without anything else coming out. So I hope that I can get this out there and post it before something else happens, at least for the next hour or two, and you guys can enjoy this podcast, uh, not knowing that I sound sued because something else happened around the league. So let's get this out there. Let's get this podcast out. Uh, next episode probably will be around more rumors uh, centered around the Saints. Going to talk about Tyree Matthew a little bit, uh, his potential return to New Orleans, and going to see what happens with Saints free agents moving forward. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, I'm your host, Brennan Ertl. Check me on Twitter, at Brennan Ertl, and I appreciate you guys' support and love for the podcast. I'll see you guys next episode. Who dat? 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 Who dat?